0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times.
1: Problem? Action! Just when you were planning a weekend outing with your wife and kids to the multiplex to watch the mega, mega, mega hit Triple R, the top two multi screen operators in the country. PVR and Inox were themselves scripting their very own blockbuster. Leading film exhibition players, PVR and Inox, have announced a merger deal to create the largest multiplex chain in the country with a network of more than 1,500 screens. And so, last Sunday, a new superstar was born at the box office. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: PVR Cinemas. Inox. Cinemas re-defined. Period. By now you would have read all the rave reviews around this big-ticket corporate move or heard the management speak around the benefits of size, scale, scope and stock price or the combined synergies around screens and snacks on offer industry really got impacted severely we got bruised and battered in the last two years and uh, we felt that uh, if both of us come together i think the impetus which was getting lost and the momentum which was getting lost uh, would be uh, would come back we are super excited to to partner with uh, Ajay and PVR and for this combined entity to be run under his dynamic leadership. So I think the coming together really is to be able to ultimately benefit the consumer, benefit the industry and all stakeholders. It's a big decision for, you know, two competing companies to come together in India. So we thought we will try to play this movie differently and ask two other very important stakeholders of the cinema business to give us their lowdown on this mighty multiplex marriage uncensored and uncluttered. One competes with the likes of PVR and INOX and several other such marquee chains in the exhibition space while the other digitizes and distributes cinema around the country and beyond. It's Thursday, 31st of March, from the Economic Times, I'm Aarajit Barman, this is PVR INOX, bigger, but better, on The Morning Brief.
0: Our company, Ashirwad Theaters Private Limited, uh, and our group as such, uh, has been operational in the, in the space of film exhibition and distribution for a little over seven decades. Uh, and I actually happen to be the fourth generation in the family that's taking it forward. Uh, so it's a legacy business in that sense. And uh, this is a company that's into the business of running uh, primarily single-screen cinema halls and some dual-screen properties focused on the entire two and entire three cities of central India across Chhattisgarh, Madhya Pradesh and Maharashtra.
1: That was Akshay Rathi. Director, Ashirwa Theatre, Private Limited, a full-time film exhibitor, part-time teacher, wannabe pizza yellow, hardcore travel junkie, newbie minimalist is our first guest. If the multiplex players are consolidating, does that mean the cards are stacking up against smaller or regional or even single-screen theatre owners like him?
2: Our total network affects approximately 2 billion seats a year to 200 crore seats a year the total capacity so i would say that we should be delivering close to 100 crore footfalls uh, a year almost 55 to 60 percent of the screens of the country have been uh, digitized by us uh, including most of the multiplex chains our footprint is around 1500 cities and towns of the country
1: that was our second guest kapil agarwal the joint managing director of ufo movies the first company that enabled cinema digitization with satellite technology in India and the whole world. That also makes him the largest in cinema advertising platform. Akshay, I want to come to you first and understand one thing. Multiplexes are 30% of the total market, which is around 9,500 odd screens in the country. Now, post the merger of Inox and PVR, together they will be running close to half of the multiplex halls. But 70% of the market seems to be still outside, dominated by single screens or regional players like you. However, the commentary has been that single screens are a dying breed, a dying segment growth is only going to come from multiplexes. Is that a correct assessment of the lay of the land? So, Rajit, uh, let me put things in context here. Uh,
0: yes, single screens are diminishing by the numbers and the count of screens that's being added on in India is primarily in the multiplex format. But is it because the revenues don't exist in single screens? The answer is no. So I'll tell you what the scenario is, right? If you run a single screen cinema, you require a bare minimum of fifteen to 20,000 square feet to run it on, right? And most single screens that were constructed at least about 20 years ago, if not earlier. So this is not about whether single screens contribute to the revenues or not. It's basically, the question is whether the value of the land they are situated on is unlocked optimally or not. So on the same piece of land, with the new regulations around construction permissions, with the new FSI and TDR permissions, you can actually optimize the value of that land a lot better and create more screens, more retail space, more recreational avenues on the same piece of land and therefore multiply your revenues, manyfold. And that's the reason why you see a lot of single screens
1: shutting down and being reconstructed or repurposed. I want to bring you in, Mr. Agarwal, at this point. Isn't it true that two years of pandemic actually did hasten the closure of far more single-screen halls. This has been a trend not just in the two years of COVID, but even prior to that for almost a decade.
2: So before answering your question, let me first uh, try to, let me give you the perspective what is happening in the country, like Akshay said earlier. So it's not that 40% market share or 30% market share, is only 21% market share uh, in the whole country. Uh, overall. And in South it is only 13%. Now so far as the closure of single screens over last 10 years is concerned, uh, I don't think it is true, largely because uh, the single screens are being repurposed. Some single screens are closing and as Akshay mentioned the other single screens are converting into 2 or 3 screen standalone complexes. So a lot of that uh, has happened. So it seems that The single screen has closed, while actual fact is that uh, this screen has come back as a two or three screen complex. In last two years, COVID period, admittedly, yes, there has been a closure of uh, single screens. But overall, when I see the data, out of 9,500 screens, less than 200 screens have shut down. That's it. And now with the influx of all the movies which are coming in, the more and more single screens are reopening every day. Very, very,
1: very interesting. To give some context, here are some hard numbers. Of the 9,500 screens nationwide, in North, there are 5,000 estimated screens and only 28% of that are with national chains like PVR. And 72% are with single screen owners or regional players. In South, it's even more skewed. 4,500 total screens, only 13% of which are with national chains like PVR and Inox, Cinepolis, etc., while 87% of the market is dominated still by single screen or smaller operators. Nationally, the average therefore comes to just 21% market share for all the large branded multiplex operators as Akshay and Mr. Agarwal was earlier saying. So Akshay, as an exhibitor yourself, how are you looking at this merger? You know, people have called it, you know, mega merger, a big, big marriage of two heavyweights. What would be the implications of the merger on the entire industry? How will it change, for example, your life?
0: As I see it very honestly, this is the first of many more to come. Consolidation really is the way forward. And the reason behind it is the fact that all of us through the pandemic have realized that we need to amortize our resources better. We need to optimize the operational aspects of how we do business. And that will make us a much more healthier sector in general. So here's an example, right? I mean, uh, every, every cinema in the country, whether it's the national chains like PVR and Inox or our single screens, have to deal with multiple vendors on virtually an annual basis. Like Mr. Agarwal uh, runs the business of deploying projectors, uh, projection technology, whether it's sound equipment, whether it's furniture, whether it's the consumables in terms of the food and beverages, raw materials that we acquire. All of these have, have to be acquired or leased on a regular basis. Now imagine in the post-merger scenario, if the if the merged entity goes with 1,500 screens of a commitment, obviously that cost of acquisition per unit will come down. There will be better economies of scale and that will obviously impact profitability in a significantly better So this kind of consolidation could be in the context of chains coming together in merging. It could be in the context of joining forces in the context of certain operations like on-screen ad sales, like uh, acquisition of consumables or whatever else. So there would be various facets in various forms in which this kind of consolidation would happen. It may be mergers and acquisitions. It may be joining forces for certain aspects of operations. But this is going to you know, happen for all of us.
2: Let me... Come straight away to some hard numbers. And this is my analysis. I'm not an analyst, but as a businessman, when I think uh, the total salary cost of PVR and INOX for to- 1920, that is the last data which is available if I shave off the last two years of pandemic, was six hundred crores combined salary cost. Now, if this salary cost was to come down, and I'm sure it will by tw- even by 20% because of the consolidation. It's straight away 120 crore rupees to the bottom line. The average ad revenue of PVR was 44.5 lakh rupees per screen. While uh, for INOX, it was 28.5 lakh rupees per screen. That is 16 lakh rupees per screen. Now imagine 675 uh, screens of INOX, they were just to be pegged. I am not even talking about the growth at the level of PVR, 16 lakh on 675 screens 120 crore rupees get added straight away to the bottom line, and it's all bottom line at the end of the day the food and beverage the the SPH uh, of uh, of uh, the spent per head of PVR was 99 rupees, INOX was 80 rupees which means 19 rupee gap if On the 6.5 crore footfalls of INOX that it was to just go up by 19 rupees, it's another 125 crores. Taking the cost uh, cost of goods sold at 25%, 75% to 78% is the margin. That's another 100 crore rupees to the bottom line. So these three items, I'm not even talking about the growth. Just these three items alone add to over 300 crores. And I'm sure that if you look at the other g costs and negotiation with the with the developers, this will have under 100 crores. So you're talking about a 400 crore rupees just by this combination going to the bottom line, which obviously look at the P-E ratio of uh, of PVR. So combination itself, the combined valuation uh, pre-merger announcement was I think around 16 and a half or 17,000 crores of the, of the two entities. Just to add 20% benefit of the merger itself, when the market will revolve them, when the merger happens, so it takes it to around 20,000 crores and add the benefit of the P multiple of PVR on this 400 crore rupees of benefit. So straight away, it becomes a from a 17,000 crore company, it becomes a 22,000 crore company. From a market capitalization perspective, as well as 400 crore rupees of cash goes to the bottom line without any growth without considering the 200 screen uh, growth every year,
1: projected growth, adding 1,000 screens over the next five years. Mr. Agarwal, the worry, however, is the potential dominance of the merged entity. For example, should movie producers stress losing a larger slice of ticket sales to exhibitors? There's been a delicate truce or peace agreement in place after the 2009 strikes and the status quo been maintained for so long. Similarly, things like ad sales, which you both of you touched upon other services. Now that two of the heavyweights are combining, can they dominate the narrative and their influence on the vendors, on other stakeholders in the whole ecosystem?
2: So, so far as vendors is concerned, you know, uh, uh, obviously if you place larger orders, the vendors cost also come down and every everybody will uh, negotiate that. Uh, I don't think that's a win-win situation for vendors as well as for the, for the multiplex chains, for the combined entity, I would say. So far as the uh, renegotiation with the producers is concerned, as you rightly pointed out, there is a very delicate balance and which is working very well. And the combined entity is probably going to contribute only probably 25, 20 or 25% of the revenue in the box office. In North India and South India, their share will be very, very small uh, comparatively. So therefore, I do not think that there will be any disturbance in that truth. That this is working very well. This is working for everybody.
1: But Akshay, as an exhibitor, do you worry that other exhibitors, including you, probably may find it difficult to get access to blockbusters with the combined heft of the two. Not
0: at all, Arajit, for that matter. You know, I mean, just to add to what Kapilji said, you know, I mean, we're living in a scenario where theatrical is not the only avenue to monetize content. There are streaming platforms, there are satellite channels. And if the exhibitors don't make it feasible for content creators to come theatrically, they had the avenue of uh, creating more content or focusing their energies on creating content for streaming platforms. So while this tug of, war, tug of war may simmer up once in a way, I truly believe that as much as we exhibitors run the cinema halls, the cinema halls are assets for content creators as well. Because the theatrical avenue continues to be one of the most dominant avenues for revenues for producers and for IP owners and about us having access to blockmaster content. In fact, on the contrary, if you look at it, the advent of streaming platforms and their growth through the pandemic has resulted in a clear demarcation of the kind of content that's created with the intent of going theatrical, which is more universal in nature, which is more of the big screen spectacles, immersive viewing experiences, the collective viewing experiences, so, as a matter of fact, I think the importance of single screens and independent screens has grown all the more because the content that is being curated for the theatrical medium has great appeal in those kind of cinema halls. So, I really think that the pie is going to grow. That, that's the only way forward, Araji.
2: I would add to what Akshay was saying. You see, when you, you, your question was about blockbusters, a blockbuster becomes a blockbuster only when the entire universe of the single screens and multiplexes contribute towards that. As I I told you that the number of national chain multiplex screens is only 21% in the country. Imagine a movie becoming a blockbuster without the contribution of the other 79%, which is the single screens and smaller chains. If you look at it overall, the combined entity of PVR and INOX will be present only in 108 cities. The screens exist in close to 2000 cities in the country. Imagine when we talk about the national chains, imagine a movie releasing only in 108 cities. It's a very delicate, very, very good balance. And uh, there is no threat to either from the other. This
0: is all, all contributing to the growth of the cinema. If I may just add a small example, a uh, very recently we saw a telugu movie called pushpa and uh, if if you look at triple r or if you look at a stereotypical tiger Shroff films a massive contribution of the footfalls in revenues in many cases a big majority or an overwhelming majority actually comes from the independent screens or from tier 2 tier 3 towns so it's purely driven by the grade the taste and the syntax
1: of the content that is released on that friday absolutely and but one one aspect, Mr. Agarwal, where they probably the biggest synergy will be real estate, arguably the single largest line item in in the cost or expense side of the balance sheet, correct? Absolutely, absolutely because earlier PVR and Inox were
2: fiercely competing in the market for the for for grabbing the real estate. so and developers uh, were actually eating that cake uh, by uh, because of this competition and they are the biggest takers of the real estate in terms of the, for the multiplex screens. So I think uh, that is where the combined entity will score
1: big. True. And Akshay, in the dynamics are very different for single screen operators or regional players like you who largely own the real estate, right? Versus multiplexes which have an asset light model that is they take up properties on lease and not necessarily own them.
0: Uh, that's right, Arajid. I, I keep saying this in jest that the business models of us single screen owners and, uh, you know, the national chains are absolute opposites. And uh, we keep joking about the fact that us single screens own all the assets and we just take the projector from companies like UFO on rent. And on the other hand, companies like PVR and INOX own their projectors. And pretty much a lot more including the real estate which is the centerpiece is on rent. So technically we are, as much as we are called exhibitors, we are primarily in the business of real estate. And the cost of our investment in that real estate is serviced by the business that the cinema does. So On the other hand, companies like PVR and Ionox which are publicly traded on the stock exchanges are in the business of creating valuation, increasing the share value for their uh, shareholders and investors, where real estate, as I said, doesn't come into play for valuation. It's the cost. It's it's the valuation of the equities that comes into play. So they're very different business models. And as much as the narrative in the commentary in the light of the pandemic has been that the single screens will find it tough to survive, on the contrary, the fact that we own the real estate has actually allowed a lot of us to make it through very, very comfortably because the cost of our operations has been fairly
1: low. But Mr. Agarwal, India is a very large and diverse market. Across India, tastes differ, styles differ, syntaxes differ. The PVR-inox domination is perhaps restricted to North, West, maybe even East. But South, as you said, is still dominated by single screens, regional players, and South is 40% of the total screens in India. Are we now going to see these combined entity adding or targeting South in a far more focused way? They're saying they will add 200 screens every year. So will South be the natural next frontier for them to
2: conquer? So. Arjeet, I think the multiplex chains have been putting very concerted efforts uh, to increase their presence in the South. And uh, they have added a lot of screens in the South in the last 10 years. And they will continue to do so. But having said that, it is not going to be at the cost of single screens in the South. The single screens will survive. And this will only increase the market size.
0: If I may just add on to that, Arajeet. I mean, as, as you're aware, the population, the market size of India is a little over 1.4 billion potential viewers. And the number of screens that we have, whether it's the 1,500 or that the merged PVR INOX entity runs, or the balanced 7,500, which are parts of smaller chains or independently run. I think the growth potential is such in a market like this, especially in the tier two, tier three towns of India that forget about biting into each other's pies i think the potential for growth is multifold Yeah. i really think that this 9500 is a is a petty figure compared to what the indian market size really demands and whether these you know this merged entity continues to grow the count of screens as they are saying continues to be 200 screens per year it still falls extremely short of the kind of uh, you know screen count that we require
1: there is indeed significant headroom available. Here's another set of numbers to highlight the low density of cinema screens in India. In US, there are 125 movie screens per million people. In China, there are 50 screens per million population. Whereas in India, the number goes all the way down to just seven screens per one million people. Or 9,500 odd screens in all of the country of 1.4 billion people. That's growing all the time. But for the first time, the management of PVR or Inox actually acknowledged the growing threat of OTT and streaming platforms like Netflix, Z5, Amazon Prime and others instead of being outright dismissive. Things are changing and OTTs are indeed playing catch up really fast isn't that an extra dimension of threat for exhibitors or distributors well i think the
2: death of cinema has been written and rewritten uh, in last 50 years right from when the tv came with the color tv came with the DVDs, tapes came and now when finally the ott came uh The best period for OTT has been last two years, which has seen the full potential of OTT because we couldn't go to the cinemas. Just see the data. Only 40 films out of the over 1000 films which were ready, only 40 films went to the OTT. And the moment cinemas reopened, everybody is coming to uh, the cinemas and OTTs are not getting any uh, first week uh, content. Secondly, the true potential of a a movie can be exploited actually in the theatres. Imagine if Kashmir files got sold to OTT for maybe 25 crores versus they are reaching 250 crores of collection on the box office. So I think, and the stars, directors are made on the big screen, not on the small screen. So I think there is enough space uh, for uh, both to coexist.
0: In fact, just to add to that, then I really think, as Kapilji pointed out, broadly the demarcation is outdoor recreation versus home entertainment. So, if OTT platforms are a threat at best, they're to the terrestrial channels where appointment viewing becomes viewing at the time and place of your convenience. But when it comes to theaters, I think the bigger threat to theaters compared to streaming platforms are possibly outdoor recreational avenues like restaurants or amusement parks. Movies, definitely theatres, is uh, one of the best place to go.
1: I've gradually stopped going to the theatres because there's so many options available on OTT. Watching a movie in a theatre is a wholesome different experience as compared to OTT platforms.
2: But some movies which I'm not so excited about, I will wait for it to come on the OTT platforms and watch it on that.
1: I think twice before going for a movie. So I go to a movie theater only and only if the movie is very good. My take The competitive scope of the movie business is itself changing. Like many things, the love story of cinema in the times of COVID actually bloomed across millions of handheld and home devices. OTTs and streaming platforms are a threat irrespective of what anyone says and with better and cheaper options of high-quality home entertainment options available, that threat will only grow. Isn't it ironic, in the recently concluded Oscars that took place on the same day the merger was announced, Hollywood's most coveted prize went to CODA an Apple TV Plus movie that actually beat Netflix's Power of the Dog after intense competition. I'm not saying cinemas will collapse overnight and the current box office collections are a proof of that, especially in a market like ours where larger-than-life Pushpas or Bahubalis still rule the silver screens. But as you heard from those audience Vox Pops, can you deny the addressable market for cinema fair and modes of movie watching is indeed becoming blurry and fluid? By hurriedly announcing a mega multiplex merger before March 31st, PVR and Inox seems to have taken advantage of an escape hatch set in motion by policymakers to help smaller businesses survive the pandemic. But it's unclear yet, if their deal will or should pass the smell test of our competition commission. Both our guests and the two companies feel there is enough room for everyone and that the combo will not become a dominant force post-merger that could trample future competition. But cinema is a major industry and how fairly its spoils are shared matters to a far wider constituency than just one cohort. A stitch in time always saves nine. Thank you, Akshay Rathi and Kapil Agarwal for taking time out and sharing your thoughts. Deeply appreciate it. You are listening to PVR INOX, bigger but better On The Morning Brief, with me, your host, Arijit Barman. The episode was produced by Surbhi Modi from ET and Varun Kapahi from Awas. Swati Joshi was a sound engineer from AWAS. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do share this episode on your social media networks. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Goodbye and good luck. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description.